superchargers, headlights, and more. With over 122 million parts, eBay Motors has everything you need to maintain your vehicle and level it up to peak performance. And with eBay Guaranteed Fit, your part is guaranteed to fit your ride every time or your money back. Stay on your A-game with all the parts you need at the prices you want. It's easy to bring home huge wins. Keep your ride or die alive at ebaymotors.com. Eligible items only. Exclusions apply. See ebaymotors.com. Another day is here, and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDIC. Yeah. This is the Rich Eisen Show. Goats have home lives too. Live from the Rich Eisen Show studio in Los Angeles. Rich Eisen. Hello, Rich Eisen. Rich Eisen. Oh, that's Susie Eisen Hudson. <laughs> <laughs> The Rich Eisen Show. And now, sitting in for Rich, here's Dan Schwartzman. It is hour three of the Rich Eisen Show on a Wednesday. Dan Schwartzman in for Rich. Always fun sitting in the big boy chair. Big hour coming up. We'll get to some Major League Baseball in about uh, 20 minutes or so. Bob Nightingale, USA Today Sports Major League Baseball columnist, will join us. But the Tua Tagovailoa situation with the Miami Dolphins head coach Mike McDaniel talking today to the media. In regards to that, we now know that Tua is in the concussion protocol, not expected to play, obviously, against the Patriots this weekend. Some wonder what this means for his career. The second time he will be out with a concussion. And by the way, the second time that he was concussed in the game and he was was allowed to continue playing. The Dolphins not looking good. You wonder what this means for the NFL as well. Will they have to revamp their concussion protocol? And look, they've tried. They got a spotter, right? A spotter can take a guy out of a game. And I remember, by the way, the last time when the Jets played the Dolphins earlier this year, uh, Sauce Gardner went in when uh, the Dolphins were at like their one-yard line. Gardner blitzed, and he hit Teddy Bridgewater on like, the first play of the game, whatever it was. And uh, the spotter made Bridgewater come out of the game because he thought he was concussed. The Jets got a safety out of it. Yeah, and they ended up right. winning that that's, game. I, I, right. I had a, a spot pick on Bridgewater that week and got me no points. Yeah, because he was out after one play. One because play. the spotter pulled it him out of the killed game. killed me on my fantasy league. So where was the spotter here? Because on social media... People kept playing that play over again during the game, saying, wow, Teddy, you know, because Teddy Bridge, excuse me, Tua Tagovailoa was playing good football until he took that hit, his head bounced off the turf, and then he threw three interceptions after that. Coincidence? I think not. So people on social media could see it, and yet somehow at the stadium itself, no one saw it? Sounds criminal to me. But Mike uh, uh, McDaniel talked to the media today about Tua Tagovailoa. Take a listen. Um... He's uh, uh, better, better than yesterday. Um, you know, he's uh, he's you know beyond that. Um, I feel I feel like it's uh, kind of weird to um, to extrapolate beyond good, which is what he tells me. So he did suffer a concussion. Then. He did. 
Do we know what stage of the protocol he's in right now? No, I'm not even really, really worried about any of that. Again, it is like, um, you know, I, I, you lean on, uh, in, in moments like this, you lean on medical professionals and, um, I, I stopped even thinking about anything but each day and, um, w when it was clear and obvious that that is the best thing for him. So stage, all, all that stuff, I'm, it's just a day at a time. So there's Mike McDaniel, head coach of Miami Dolphins, talking about Tua. They admit that he, of course, was concussed. No surprise there. You can tell he was very uncomfortable talking about it and taking that question. And probably because he has to really watch what he says because this is far from over. This will be looked at by the league. Legally, you wonder if Tua and his family will look at this. So I think if you're Mike McDaniel, you are treading lightly. This is a guy that usually, you know, is a good talker. I mean... When he's mic'd up or other press conferences, when the topic isn't concussions in his quarterback, he's usually uh, happy-go-lucky and a, a much better talker than what you heard there. So clearly he is picking and choosing his words carefully, answering those questions from reporters when it comes to Tua. And I'm going to put it to you simple. Right now he's listed as day-to-day, -day, uh, most likely out Sunday against the Patriots. It's a crucial game. Dolphins will make the playoffs the first time in, what, five years if they uh, win out the last two games or they win one of the next two and uh, some other teams help them along. But the reality is I don't understand how Tua is just not listed as out for the remainder of this season, okay? I, I mean, to me, that's the obvious play here. If I'm the NFL League office, I'm making a call to the Dolphins, and I am saying flat out, hey, guys, uh, or call Stephen Ross, the owner, and say, Stephen, Two is done for the year. It's not going to look good for the league if we let him come back in a week. I mean, two concussions in a year? Why is it that in the NHL, when guys get concussed, some of these guys are out for a year, right? I mean, I remember Sidney Crosby got concussed. He was out months, okay? A Boston Bruin player, I don't remember his name, literally was never the same after taking a concussion. I think Mark Stahl, the New York Rangers, was out months after being concussed. How is it that we're going to let Tua Tagovailoa come back in a matter of weeks? In the NFL, somehow these guys come back in weeks, while in other sports, they're out a long time. The New York Yankees had an outfielder a few years back who's no longer with them. He was concussed, and guess what? He wasn't the same for a long time, literally a long time. It's time for somebody to tell the Dolphins, look, this guy's done for this year. Let's see how he does this offseason. But for 2022, I don't care if you get to the Super Bowl, and we're talking five weeks from now, dude's not playing. He's out. Well, if Tua is officially out for this game against the Patriots, Teddy Bridgewater will get the start. Here's Coach Mike McDaniel of the Dolphins on Bridgewater. I'm sorry. Uh, at this point, is Teddy Bridgewater the starter for Sunday? Um, you know, the, the, the whole idea of taking day-to-day -day is kind of rough on coaches who have to plan for you know a bunch of people so um the the approach that i'm unequivocally taking um today you know i was on the phone i met with him yesterday i met with teddy yesterday i was um you know exchanging ideas and and talking through some stuff all the way till like 10 15 last night um there was his bedtime um and so um moving forward today and you know the whole team's approach is 
uh, Teddy Bridgewater is the starter. Um, this is why, you know, we uh, thought it so vital to to go um, uh, after him in free agency. This is why he's um, done such a diligent job uh, during the course of the season um, with his own uh, uh, injuries and, and such to be prepared for this opportunity. And I know the team's um, very excited, feel very fortunate to have him and um, him to get his opportunity that he's totally prepared for. Why is this so tough to answer? Like, Mike McDaniel is really like struggling to answer these questions. You notice that? It's like, unbelievable. Really I know. It's like, struggling. Like, spit it out already. Spit it out. Like, I mean, yeah, Teddy's my starter. Of course he's my starter. Tua ain't hitting the field. This isn't rocket science. Come on. I, I'm just so stunned by this. Like, what is it, the hard-headed nature of the NFL? No pun intended, by the way, with hard-headed. But what is this hard-headed nature of the NFL where it's like you're a he-man and you can get concussions, but you still should play? Like, what is going on here? Like, this is ridiculous. It's stupid. The guy is hurt. His brain's been taking hits this year. He should not play. This should not be complicated. Why is this so complicated? It, this is what it should... It's Wednesday already. You're playing this weekend. It's simple. Yeah, Teddy's the starter. Two is out indefinitely. There, I worded it correctly for Miami. It is this stubbornness of this league and probably the tacit approval of this league that allows for these these teams to play in that gray area. And that's exactly what it is, Art. It's a gray area where they want to kind of keep hope alive when, frankly, there should be no hope. I'll, I'll give you the bottom line. It's all about the money. It's all about gambling. It's all about the point spread. It's, it's well, all true. about the over-under. It's all about that. That is true. You're absolutely correct. Um, it is all about the money. And it is all about, um, you know, two of plays, better odds. Yeah, better odds. The ch- yeah, the odds change with Bridgewater. Yeah. Because he's, the chances of winning are much less with Teddy Bridgewater than they are with Tua Tagovailoa. Simple enough. But that's why the league has to step in. And that's why the league has to say, all right, this is what it is. Look, it's like this. The player themselves will do whatever it takes to get on the field, right? That's just the NFL way. Players themselves will do whatever it takes. No one wants to sit out, okay? <laughs> Players will lie about their health. They do it in every sport. I remember in baseball, Chase Utley, when I was uh, in Philadelphia covering the Phillies, Chase Utley was hurt, and it was obvious, but they kept playing him because he kept saying he's okay. And then turns out later he wasn't okay. And then years later, he, you know, I think it was he, he said that he should have just not played. It hurt the team. These guys want to play. They don't want to sit. They, they, that's all they know how to do is play the sport they're in. If you talk to an, uh, an ex-NFL player... And he asked him, what did you do the first year out of retirement? You know what they say? Nothing. I didn't know what to do. I've been playing a sport all my life. It's been regimented. I am pretty much told when to eat, when to show up at a facility, when to go home, right? That's the same with us. It's the same. When we retire from radio, what are we going to (laughs) do? Exactly. It's the same. What do we do? That's why we don't retire. We stay in this. (laughs) 
we can't get out. Exactly. But it's like the military, too, to a point, right? I mean, Art, people that do 20 years in the military. Oh, my gosh. Yeah, transitioning into civilian life. Yeah, it's very, very tough. Very tough. Like, what do you do? Uh, you know, you've been told what to do, right? Lights out at this time. Uh, chow at that time. And then somehow you have to, you know, try to live outside of that. And that's why a lot of people who get out of the military kind of live that. They, they kind of keep it going, right? Their schedule. They go to bed early, they get up late. Or excuse me, they go to bed early, they get up early. All right, how many years after you you got out uh, did you still get up oh, early? Oh, man, it was, it was a couple years at least. Right? You know? Yeah, absolutely. You go through your routine, you, you get up, you, you make your bed, you know. Um, hospital yeah. corner, hospital corners. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> you, you, you make it perfectly, you bounce quarters off of it, right? Absolutely, tight. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah. It's because that's all you've been doing for these years. So, like, why would you stop? You shine your shoes, you shine your boots. Absolutely. Unbelievable, right? You just, you, you don't know how to stop because you don't know what else to do because that's all you've been doing. It's that, it's honestly that simple. You've been doing it for that long. You're just like, okay, I'll keep doing it because that's, that's what you do. I, I'm just always dumbfounded by it, and but I understand it. And it's the same thing again with like the NFL, where you know guys play in the league, the ones who are lucky enough to play a long time, and then they leave. I had a friend who who retired after 13 years in the NFL, didn't have an outlet for you know his uh, you know his competitiveness. He actually went to yoga every every single day for 365 days. He went to yoga literally every single day because he had nothing else to do and just didn't know what to do. And I was like, well, why don't you, like, get a job? He's like, well, you know what? Like, what? I, I caught a football for 13 years. Like, what What skill has that helped me in the real world, you know? Hey, what did you do? I caught a football for 13 years. Okay, what does that mean? Does that help you in the business world? He had a degree to fall back on, which he did. But still, you know, like, we think it's cool. Hey, you played in the NFL for a long time. You did this or that. But in the end, when you try to find a job, you say, I caught a football for 13 years. That doesn't exactly make you a, a hot commodity at times because it doesn't mean you can do anything else in life except catch a football. Well, that's why these guys go into coaching as well, too. You know? Right. They keep it going. They keep it going. It's all they can do because that's all they've ever done. And that makes perfect sense, by the way. It makes absolutely perfect sense. But with that said, it also makes it difficult because... You're trying to figure out what you do in life, and it's a very hard question to answer because of the fact that you've done nothing else in life except play that sport. To a point, it's sad, right? And some guys can't adapt, and you hear the horror stories of of you know athletes falling off, going bankrupt. They don't know how to kind of assimilate back into like normal society from you know being in the media, being a celebrity, you know, people wanting your autograph. Sunday, you strap on the pads, you become He-Man, you know, and you leave all that. I think that's honestly, I think that's one of the reasons why Tom Brady has, hasn't called it quits yet. Yeah, cost him his marriage. Yeah, we think so. We think that's the reason, but yeah, I think the whole point is that for a Tom Brady, like this is all he's done for 20 plus years. Like what else is he going to do And he won't point? quit either. I'm, no, I, and his father brought that up. Am I still better Raider fan? No, no, you're not. But like, but that's, you know, his father kind of brought that up recently. Um, that that's his big worry that like his son just can't quit, and I don't think he can quit because what does Tom Brady do tomorrow when he wakes up if there's no football? He tried that for like forty some odd days and it didn't work out, right? Like he didn't seem to enjoy what life was without football, and he unretired. 
within a couple of months. And that's just because he doesn't have anything else to do, and he's afraid of life after football. I believe, I truly believe that's what it is. He's got a family. It's like, spend it with your family. No. It cost him his marriage. But you know what, though, Art? Honestly, like, I have two kids, right? And I like spending time with my kids, but I also like spending time alone. You know? Sometimes you kind of want to be away with the, from the kids because... Uh, they're, you know, they, they're, it's not easy, right? It's not easy with uh, with a young, you know, a couple of young kids around. You always have to be kind of alert. And I think for Tom Brady, you know, raising kids has been somewhat of a part time job, right? Oh yeah, absolutely. So I think it's always nice to kind of have your freedom as well as still having the family. And football to me kind of affords him time with his buddies and time away from the family. And I don't know if he's ever been used to being around the family all the time. And that's a tough transition to go from being somewhat there with the family to always being there with the family. And it's not always a good transition. So, you know, I think maybe he realized, hey, getting up morning tonight, being around the family isn't, uh, yeah, it's great. I love my kids and stuff and I love my wife, but this is uh, this is hard. It's not what I want to do. I kind of want to keep playing football because it gives me purpose in life more so than than raising the family. That's just my theory on the whole situation. Not a good one, but that's what it is. Find the latest and greatest audio entertainment on Audible. It's got everything you want to hear, including The Rich Eisen Show. Along with podcasts, you'll also find audiobooks and exclusive originals. We're talking comedy, sports stories, deep dives with athletes and entertainers, business, and anything else you're into. With Audible, you get access to thousands of included titles with more added every week. Listen on the road, at the gym, or anywhere you want to fuel up your imagination. Join and get 30 days free at the home of storytelling, Audible. Dot com. Major League Baseball offseason rolls along the Boston Red Sox with another bargain signing. Corey Kluber this time heading to Fenway Park. Why are they acting like a small market team? And the Dodgers as well. Big spenders? Not so much this year. USA Today Sports Major League Baseball columnist Bob Nightingale will be joining us next. Dan Schwartzman in for Rich on Way Wednesday right here on the Rich Eisen Show. It's that time of year, people. Spring has sprung, and that means spring cleaning, or at least the partner in your life is demanding that you do it. Whether that means stocking up on cleaning supplies or swapping out your winter clothes for new spring clothes, make sure you're using Ibotta and get real cash back with every purchase. Ibotta is a free app that gives you the most cash back every time you shop on hundreds of items from groceries to beauty supplies to toys. The average Ibotta user earns $256 per year. That could cover the cost of an entire shopping trip, that flight you've been eyeing, or the fancy dinner you've been craving. Join the over 50 million users and earn cash back every time you shop from over 2,700 brands and retailers. And right now, Ibotta is offering our listeners $5 for just trying Ibotta by using the code Eisen when you register. Just go to the App Store or Google Play Store and download the free Ibotta app to start earning cash back and use my code E-I-S-E-N. That's I-B-O-T-T-A in the Google Play or App Store and use my code Eisen. Let's talk sleep number, people, because quality sleep is so essential. That's why the sleep number smart bed is dissolved for your ever-evolving sleep needs. And the same thing for your partner. So you can choose what's right for each of you whenever you like. Need a bed that's firmer or softer on either side? Helps you sleep at a comfortable temperature? Quiets your snores or... 
your partners. Sleep Number does that. My Sleep Number setting is 60. My wife's is 70. Ten numbers apart, but it truly is the world of difference. The Sleep Number sleep that you get is unbelievable. You will love it. J.D. Power ranks Sleep Number number one in customer satisfaction with mattresses purchased in-store. And now you could save 50%. That's 50% on the Sleep Number Limited Edition Smart Bed for a limited time. For J.D. Power 2023 award information, visit jdpower.com awards. Only at a Sleep Number store or sleepnumber.com. edition of the Rich Eisen Show, Dan Schwartzman in for Rich, leading up to New Year's coming up uh, this weekend. Amazing how quickly 2023 is upon us. Major League Baseball free agency, some good names still available. Others signing. Corey Kluber now a member of the Boston Red Sox. Carlos Correa still kind of twirling in the wind there. Hasn't officially signed with the Mets either due to the physicals. What's the latest there? Buddy Bob Nightingale, USA Today Sports Major League Baseball columnist joining us. Bob, happy holidays and happy new year to you and your family, first of all. Yeah, you too. Thank you, man. Thank you, Bob. Appreciate it. Look, Carlos Correa fails, apparently fails the physical at the San Francisco Giants. I don't know if he's officially failed the physical at the Mets, but there's concerns coming out of his physical at the Mets to where he hasn't signed that 12-year deal for $315 million. What is the latest, and why are teams still pursuing a guy that seemingly can't pass physicals for two teams? Well, now you're seeing if you can get him at a discount price. I mean, the Twins offered, uh, you know, 10 years at about 280, 285. And, uh, you know, they said, oh, you, you back in. you got to raise your price. They said no, and we're not even sure that, you know, we, we will do a deal, uh, that, you know, because of the physicals. I and mean, even though they had him playing, obviously both the uh, Giants and Mets saw something that alarm number also would have been a deal with the Giants in the first place. You know, Bob, but that said, though, look, I mean, Carlos Correa is a pretty good player. There's no question about it. And from what we understand, and this is not information that's coming directly from the team, so I'm not sure, but this is based on an injury he had about eight years ago while playing in the minor leagues. It has not affected him all these years. Is this considered something that potentially long-term, like an arthritic type of condition where, you know, you give a guy a 10-year contract, 12-year contract, this will flare up at some point. I guess that has to be the worry, correct? Yeah. I mean, there's a. Uh, it sounds like there's a plate in that right ankle. Uh, he was quoted late in the season. Someone slid into him. He goes, oh, that kind of stung for a while. It hit the plate. And, uh, you know, I was, a little, I was a little worried, uh, you know, to kind of freeze up. So, yeah, obviously there's some concern there. Uh, you know, obviously a lot of concern. You know, the, the thing, if you're a Korea, though, it's like, you know, man, just had two deals. I lost $35 million from the first one. What happens here? My gut guess is because the Mets won them so bad. And, you know, they've already you know, publicly said, at least the owner has said, hey, we'll get a deal. You know, because usually it's just, you know, the agents that leak that out, you know, never the teams because of the physical. But my guess is they'll just restructure it. Like, okay, if you miss a significant amount of time because of the lower uh, right leg injury, then we're going to sh- shave some years off that contract. Yeah, kind of uh, the J.D. Martinez situation at the uh, Boston Red yeah. Sox, I guess, when they brought him in, kind of give themselves some out clauses in it uh, due to health reasons. You know, they never had to use it, obviously, but that was a much shorter contract than what Carlos Correa is going to get. Now, that said, though, look, I love baseball, Bob, and, you know, Manny Machado, to me, is a tremendous player. 
you know, I think, uh, you know, when you look, look at where the shortstops went this offseason, Swanson goes to Chicago. Um, you know, the Phillies, of course, get in there as well with Trey Turner, who I think is phenomenal. It is, you know, Correa's had, you know, some health issues. Uh, offensively, look, you look at the numbers, he's pretty good. I'm not sure he's great. Is he a guy that maybe is being overrated to a point? Am I wrong to think that? Because I don't think he's as good as Machado. I don't think he's good as Trey Turner. No, I'm with you on that. Uh, I mean, he's a very good player. You know, he was uh, obviously you know, you know, uh, a great teammate in Minnesota, certainly with the uh, Houston Astros. Remember, you know, the Astros originally offered you know five years at about 150, and he turned it down. You know, before he uh, before he departed. So. Uh, you know, I think you're paying for the whole thing. You know, just his uh, charisma. Uh, you know, a sharp guy. He reminds you of uh, Alex Rodriguez in the sense. I'm not saying he's got Rodriguez's talent, right. but just that kind of uh, charisma. You know, uh, you know, the reporters flock to him. You know, before and after games. You know, that sort of thing. All right, so it's not just me saying that. I'm glad that you agree about because I'm always like he's good. I just don't think he's in that upper echelon that he's seemingly getting paid for. Now, the New York Mets, we brought them up, and obviously if they lock up Correa for whatever amount of money with the luxury taxes involved, their payroll as a whole will be approaching $500-plus million, which could be, in fact, $200 million more than the Yankees and literally double the third-place team, which I believe is the Phillies. Good for baseball, bad for baseball, Bob. Well, I think, you know, it's great for the Mets. I think it's bad for <laughs> baseball in the sense that you know, you and I, Dan, can right now, you know, 12 playoff teams, we can, I'm sure, pick at least 10 or 11 of the teams that will be in the playoffs. You know, we know who's going to be in just because of, of the payroll. And when you have the largest disparity among all the sports, you know, something's wrong. You know, know, you know people say, well, the other owners should spend more. Yeah, maybe they should, but they're, but they're not doing that. So I just think it's a, uh, you know, it can lead to uh, some bad results, you know, when you have a uh, – a team that's going to have $500 million in payroll and taxes, you know, play against a team that's got a, a $60 million payroll. But, 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 but here's the problem, though, Bob. You know, the San Diego Padres are playing in the 27th largest media market in America, and they have a payroll that's about $250 million. Should we be more mad at the New York Mets for spending money? I know they're in obviously a bigger market, and they have SNY, and they get revenue from that. Or should we be more mad at teams like the Marlins or the Rays or the Pirates or the Royals, teams that just don't seem to want to spend money? Instead, they just want to pocket all these profits. And we're talking probably significant profits. Shouldn't we be more you know, mad at the teams, Bob, that don't want to spend any money when clearly they can spend more than they're actually spending? Yeah, I mean, you make more, you know, once you sell that team, that's when you really uh, do it. I mean, everybody in baseball, you know, is talking about the San Diego Padres. Uh, you're absolutely right. I mean, 27th largest market is not going to grow any. You know, you got L.A. to the north, Mexico to the south, you know, Pacific Ocean, you know, west, and then the desert to the east. I mean, they're trapped in there. But uh, they have an owner, Peter Seidler, who doesn't care about losing money. And a lot of these uh, teams say, wait a minute now, I got into some, to, it, it's a fun thing, but to make money, it's a, it's a good business. But Peter Seidler is the one saying, you know what? Uh, I don't care. I want to leave a, a World Series championship as far as my legacy. So they're really more of an outlier uh, than, than anybody. USA Today Sports Major League Baseball columnist Bob Nightingale joining us here on the Rich Eisen Show. Dan Schwartzman in for Rich on this Wednesday. What are the Red Sox doing? That's a big market. 
You know, they have Nesson. I mean, they can spend money, yet they seem to be, you know, shopping the bargain basement aisle this offseason and letting Xander Bogarts walk, the second homegrown superstar they let walk in recent memory, along with Mookie Betts. What's going on there? Yeah, I mean, it's almost like, you know, when you said, you know, people in Kansas City, Cleveland, all these places should be upset. But no, nobody should be upset more in Boston because that's a major market team. Uh, they have tons of resources there with their TV network and the price of the tickets, you know, sell outs a lot of times. They're, I think what's happened with them is that they get tired of t- seeing Tampa win year after year, be competitive, saying, why can't we be like Tampa? We just hired the, uh, our GM who's from Tampa. Let's see if we can do it by uh, bargain basement shopping and playing within. So, I mean, I, I don't see Rafael Devers staying there. I mean, they're not going to pay for Mookie Betts and Bogarts, what are they going to do it for him for? No, that's a great point. Absolutely, you're right. Is he going to stick around? Probably not. There's another homegrown guy that will most likely be playing elsewhere. And the Dodgers also this offseason, they've been kind of, you know, they, they haven't made the big splash that you kind of come to expect from them. Is that a case where they're tired of paying the luxury tax and trying to reset that number? Yeah, I mean, I think of all the, uh, the 30 teams, I think that's the most fascinating or intriguing one to watch. Just because they're doing the old school things, you know what? We're gonna we're gonna win with homegrown guys. Now they can, you know, whenever they want, they can trade some of those guys. Certainly, they have, you know, more financial resources than you know probably any team in baseball with that TV contract uh, and the attendance and all. But I think they're saying, you know what? Let's let's see if we can win this way. I think it'd be fascinating if they, if they can pull it off and if they get to a World Series and win the World Series. You know, I think it'd be one of the best baseball stories in, in quite a while. I mean, you got star players. But to uh, watch everybody spend more money than you and just kind of sit back uh, is fascinating. You know, granted, they do, it against, they do want to get an electric tax number, uh, just like the Yankees did a couple of years ago. And they're saying, you know, hey, we're going to save that money for Shohei Otani. But how, how confident can you be to get Otani when you get the Padres willing to do the same thing and the Mets willing to do the same thing? I'm glad you brought up Otani because Aaron Judge gets $40 million a year, and he's a tremendous hitter and just said a – American League record with 62 home runs, deserving of the nine years, $360 million. Now, Otani may not be quite the hitter, but he's not far behind, and he is a top 10 pitcher in baseball as well, and he's incredibly marketable, not just here, but also in Asia. So if Judge is worth $40 million a year, Bob, next year when Shohei Otani probably does hit free agency, what are we talking here? Like, I mean, what kind of numbers it's got to be something similar to Judge. I mean, obviously, age is, you know, catch up a little bit of Otani. You say, uh, you know, how long can he keep doing this as far as pitching and hitting? But that being said, I, I think the Angels make $20 million a year off him with merchandising and uh, licensing and everything else, not to mention, you know, the uh, you know, ticket sales every time he pitches. So, yeah, maybe, maybe he gets like a, a shorter-term deal, like a, a five-year deal, but maybe that pays him, you know, $50 million a year, $60 million a year, something like that. I just don't, you know, people don't know how long he can stay healthy doing doing both things. But if he used to do one of them, I mean, that's that's worth a uh, probably $30 million just just by itself. What's interesting to me is, though, when people say they're not, they're not sure how long he can keep doing it, but the thing is, if he was strictly a pitcher hitting free agency, what are we talking, 35 mil a year, right? I mean, if he's just a hitter strictly – Hitting free agency, we're probably talking, what, 35 mil a year, right? So if he can't pitch anymore and he just has to DH, we know he can hit 40 home runs and drive in 100 runs. 
if it's not going to be the hitting and he's a pitcher, maybe he becomes a relief pitcher. He's got great stuff to probably do that as well. The reality is, because he can do so much, Bob, isn't he actually a decent investment because of the fact that he can adapt because he does everything? Oh, he does. I mean, uh, yeah, Mickey, Mookie Betts is getting $365 million over 12 years, just, you know, struggling as an outfielder. Uh, you know, certainly Otani should should get the same thing, too. I mean, uh, when, you know, once Otani gives up pitching, and, you know, if that day does happen, you know, he's a tremendous outfielder, great arm, great speed, uh, you know, a, a fabulous, obviously, athlete. So, I mean, he could be like center field right now very easily for the for the Angels uh, if they weren't worrying about the pitching and, and give him some rest that way. So, yeah, I mean, I, I would think he gets at least, you know, $350 million, you know, no matter what, because he'd be that good of a pitcher, you know, at least a, uh, you know, $35 to $40 million range. And, uh, you know, same thing as a position player, over 38 30 year for sure. I'm not going to date you here because you're a young guy, Bob, but you've been around this game, you know, long enough and followed this game. Is he the best baseball player you've ever seen in your lifetime? No, I mean, most intriguing for sure, doing it both ways. I mean, uh, you know, you say what you want about the PD era, but, you know, Barry Bonds is the best player I've ever seen. I don't think I'll see anything like that again. Uh, you know, I was. I was coming to a lot of Barry Bonds uh, games that year. He hit seventy three. If he had pitches to hit, he would have hit ninety five to one hundred home runs. <laughs> I mean, I've never seen a guy just dominate like like he did. You know, I saw you know a lot of Aaron Judge down the stretch, but Judge, you know, he would get some pitches to hit. You know, Bonds would get maybe one pitch a game, and every time he got it, it was a home run. So no, he's he's the best I've ever seen. You know, That's I a great Bo point. Come up. That, that, that was fun too. Uh, but obviously, Otani's a different league. No, that's a great point. You're right. Bonds walked, what, 242 times that year? I think it was, and 100 times or something intentionally. What if he was able to hit some of these pitches? How many more home runs would he hit? Now, you know, he played for the San Francisco Giants. They had a lot of money to spend this offseason, and frankly, no one seemed to want to take their money. Judge didn't. Carlos Rodon didn't as well. Why didn't people want to go to San Fran? Well, I think Rodon would have if the, if the money was close to being the same. Uh I think with the with the sluggers, they used to want to go to that ballpark, and uh, you know we saw that when you know John Carlos Stanton had that was that was a trade that was done, but he turned it down. You know Bryce Harper would have got about the same amount of money uh, from San Francisco. He turned it down. I just think people think you know what? Let me go out east. Uh, there's so much more star power. You know, at the end, the Giants said, uh, "I'm sorry." The Yankees told Judge, "Hey, do you want to be a, a Yankee for life? That this marquee attraction to be the captain." Or do you want to go to San Francisco and be forgotten about? In their case in point was Buster Posey. You know, Posey, you know, great catcher, won three World Series titles. But imagine how big of a star he would have been if he was doing the same thing for the Yankees. Is that still a thing? You know, I'm out in New York, and people always say, well, the Knicks, they play in the world's most famous arena, and, you know, to do it in New York is something else, yet, you know, they haven't gotten that star player to want to come play in New York. Kobe didn't, LeBron didn't, there were opportunities to get these guys, none of them wanted to. Is being a Yankee still have some sort of an aura to it with these younger players today, Bob? Yeah, it's still there. I mean, still, you know, by the most iconic, you know, franchise in, in team sports, uh, you know, you look at what happened at the end of the season with, the, with those home run balls. Albert Pujols' ball, when he hit the 700th home run, they said that was going to be worth about ninety-five dollars to $100,000. Uh, and Aaron Judge's ball was going to be about $3 million. You know, the guy didn't get $3 million, but he had a $3 million offer. But, you know, to me, I would rather have the uh, 700th home run ball by, by, by Pujols. 
uh, but just and I asked some collectors. I said, "Why the huge difference?" They said, "Just because of being a Yankee and being that market." I think really? if somebody else had hit, you know, if Judge was playing for you know I don't care Cubs or whoever, and you know broke you know broke the record or obviously American League team, uh, you know you got sixty two home runs. It wouldn't have been nearly the same as a Yankee breaking a Yankee record. Yeah, the guy still got a million five. I mean, I don't know how you leave you know three million on the table, but he still got a million five for that judge home run ball. Last thing, Bob, the Texas Rangers have thrown around a ton of money last offseason, what, half a billion dollars this offseason, hundreds upon hundreds of millions as well. Are they that much better? I mean, you know, DeGrom hasn't stayed healthy the last couple of years. When healthy, he may be the best pitcher in baseball. They gave him a contract that many look at and say, man, for a guy with the injury concerns, that's a lot of years and a lot of money. Uh, did they spend wisely in your mind the last couple of years with all those hundreds of millions? Yeah, Raymond, Raymond, be seen. I mean, I'm with you in the Grom. I mean, you know, I'm stunned he got that kind of money for not being healthy. Uh, you know, when Marcus Simeon and, and Seeger went there, you know, <clears throat> they didn't make much of a difference at all. It was still a lousy baseball team. They're in a tough division. I mean, right now you're looking, okay, Houston's still the team to beat in the division. Seattle's is still the second best team. You know, okay, it's a huge payroll for you're going to finish third at tops. You know, you know, maybe it surprised people. It's nice to have the owner. You know, spend that kind of money. You know, brand new, beautiful ballpark. But uh, yeah, I think they get carried away thinking they're going to challenge for the division title. I and mean, I think Houston's still the team to beat. It's incredible. You're right. I mean, hundreds of millions of dollars last year, half a billion for that middle infield, and literally made no difference in terms of the standings. Bob Nightingale, USA Today Sports Major League Baseball columnist. Bob, happy New Year's. Appreciate the time as always. You too. My pleasure. Thank you, Dan. Awesome stuff there from Bob. Yeah, great points by Bob. You know, the the Correa situation just bizarro, right? Giant schedule press conference the day of, they cancel it because of this concern with his uh, physical. Five, six hours later, Scott Boris, best agent in all of sports, works out a deal with the Mets, does have to take $35 million less, but, but okay, still a $315 million deal. That hasn't been consummated because of the physical. Yet the Mets are still trying to sign him, probably put in some escape clauses for them. Other teams have kind of still shown some interest in him. I, I would run away. Like, I just understand why you would want to go get a guy that has such legitimate injury concerns that you know he can't pass two physicals. That's got to be more than concerning, right? Like, why would you even, you know, these are guaranteed contracts. I just don't understand why you would do it. Like, why would you put yourself in that position? It makes no sense to me. I don't even think he's that great of a player. And then Carlos Correa is a very good player. I don't think he's an elite player. And by the way, he hasn't been an elite player in a long time. I mean, come on. Machado is a much better player than him. Trey Turner is a better player than him. You know, Carlos Correa, the last couple of years, okay, you know, Minnesota this year, he had 291, 22 homers, 64 RBIs, okay, 834 OPS, not bad. That's good. Year before, 279, 26 homers, 92 RBIs, okay. That's okay, it's pretty good. Guy hasn't hit over 291 since 2017, He's never hit more than 26 home runs in an entire season. He's never driven in 100 runs in a year. 
He's never led the league in any category except sacrifice flies back in 2018. That counts. That counts. So excuse me for kind of missing the boat on Carlos Correa's greatness here. He's never had a season with 40 doubles. He's never had a season with more than 158 hits. He's had one season in his career with over 100 runs scored. Injuries have been a concern for Carlos Correa over the years, right? I, I, I'm, I'm, I'm baffled. I'm honestly baffled. He doesn't steal bases. Here's an incredible statistic, Art. Carlos Correa hasn't stolen a base since 2019. No joke. That'll get him paid. <laughs> Apparently it's worth $300 million. So, somebody wants to overpay, go right ahead. But he is not that great. Josh McDaniels, Raiders head coach, had a lot to say today at his press conference. What did he say? You'll have to wait and hear it next. Dan Schwartzman in for Rich Eisen. It is a Wednesday edition of the Rich Eisen Show. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Check out our new NBA show, Beyond the Arc, part of the CBS Sports Podcast Network, where you can find me, John Gonzalez, NBA insider Bill Ryder, and Ashley Nicole Moss, five days a week talking all things NBA. Whether you're looking for insightful discussions, upbeat commentary, breaking news, interviews, or coverage of all the biggest stories in the NBA, our new show is the place to be five days a week. Download and follow Beyond the Arc on Apple Podcasts, Spotify, and wherever you get your favorite podcasts. up on a Wednesday edition of the Rich Eisen Show. Dan Schwartzman in for Rich. New Year's coming up this weekend, amazingly. College football playoffs. Semifinal matchups. TCU, Michigan, Georgia, Ohio State on Saturday. NFL Week 17, excuse me, of the season. A lot of playoff implications and also an interesting, you know, we know two attacking by low, most likely not playing for the Dolphins with concussions. Teddy Bridgewater, most likely the starter. They haven't officially said that yet out of Miami. We played some Mike McDaniel for you earlier. Speaking of McDaniel, how about Josh McDaniels with the Raiders in Vegas? Wondering about Derek Carr. Is he going to play or not? So here's the thing. If Derek Carr gets hurt the rest of this season, it guarantees money for next year. So that guarantees money. And the Raiders don't want to do that. A lot of people believe that the Raiders are going to move on from Derek Carr at the end of this year. And maybe that is the case. So that brings this up. Okay, what do they do? Are they officially going to bench him? Well, Josh McDaniels talked about that today in his press conference. Here's the Raiders head coach. Um, A couple things to update everybody on. Um, We put uh, Denzel and Chandler on IR, uh, so they will um, they'll be out the remaining uh, couple weeks this season. Um, and had a had a uh, good conversation with the quarterbacks this morning, and uh, so we're 
We're going to go ahead and, and start Jarrett uh, the last couple games of the season here. Um, you know, we're, none of us is happy with where we're at, um, but we think it's a, an opportunity to, um, you know, evaluate a younger player who hasn't had much time to play. Um, you know, uh, talking to Derek, uh, who was great. Um, you know, he understands uh, the scenario that we're in and the situation and um, very supportive of the two young guys. Uh, the, those three guys obviously have worked together hand-in-hand hand all year, and, um, you know, he'll do anything he can to help them. So, um, you know, that's what we're going to do. Um, and obviously we're, uh, you know, started into our preparation for what I think probably is um, the best – you know, uh, football team top to bottom that we've played um, in, in San Francisco. So uh, well coached, um, you know, extremely highly ranked in every category, offense, defense, special teams. I'd say probably playing as good as any team that we faced all year at the time that we're playing them. And um, excited for the opportunity and uh, looking forward to uh, the challenge. of this. So there you have it. Uh, Derek Carr will not play. And he will not play, obviously, the rest of this year for the Oakland Raiders, or Las Vegas Raiders, and he probably will never play again for the Raiders. I think it's fairly obvious that they don't want to put him in a position to get hurt, which would then guarantee the remaining years on that contract, and they don't want to get themselves stuck with that because of the fact he doesn't fit into their plans. There will be a market for Derek Carr, no question about that. There will be a market for Carr. Uh, you know, he would have to possibly have to change or restructure his contract. Um, that makes sense. You look at Derek Carr, and I gotta be look. I gotta be honest with you. Like, he's thirty-one years old now. He's been in this league nine, nine years. Nine is years. it? Yeah, nine nine years. years. He's had a nice nine-year run. Uh, you know, he's not a terrible quarterback. You know, Derek Carr averages, you know, thirty, you know, four thousand yards passing a season. He averages, you know, 25 touchdown passes or so a season. Um, you know, I don't think he always makes the best decisions per se. But Derek Carr is not a terrible quarterback. And you put him on a roster like the Jets, who have talent at the skill level positions, and I think overall just have a more talented roster than the Raiders, I think he'd probably play pretty well there. Everything you know? pretty much turned around in 2016 when they made the playoffs. They were 12 and four that year. Yeah, they lost in the uh, wild card playoffs, but he had gotten hurt a couple weeks earlier, uh, the last week of the season. He had broke his leg, but I mean, he had an MVP season that year and never, never was the same. Never was the same. I mean, you know, he's still been a very good quarterback in this league. I, I'm not going to begrudge. You know, Derek Carr, I think Derek Carr is going to, you know, win some games still. He's still got years left in this league, and he's going to win some games. And uh, there are going to be teams that, what, what's he making, 20, 20 mil a year or something like that? I think it's more. I'll look it up. Is it more than that? I mean, whatever he's making, you know, look, if, if a team's going to go out there and get themselves Derek Carr, either they want to pay him out the last couple of years on that contract because they think it's a good deal, they can fit him 40, into their... 40.5. But that's over two years, right? Annual. It's an annual salary. So he's he's scheduled to make $40 million per year? Signed a three-year contract worth one hundred twenty-one. Oh, that's right. That's right. Yeah, he's going to have to restructure that contract if he wants to go somewhere else. There's no question he's going to have to restructure that contract. He's not going to be able to go anywhere for $40 million. Like, teams 
teams will want him to restructure that deal. And he probably would. I, I don't see why. Like, he's still going to make a lot of money. What he can do is he can add years to that deal, you know? Derek Carr can, you know, he's got two years left on that deal. He may have to give up, you know, $10 million bucks a year, whatever it is, but he'll get himself a longer-term deal. Somebody's going to want to bring him in. I saw a story that after the Super Bowl, they had, the Raiders have a $5 million out. So they just have to pay him $5 million, and he's gone. Yeah. And there's no question they're going to take that deal. I mean, they're they're not they're going to look. He's never playing again. To bench a guy like that means he's not playing again for you, right? When they say we want to see what we have with the youth, what they're saying is we clearly want to go in a different direction. Totally understandable, by the way. I mean, if I'm the Raiders, I'm doing the same thing. I think you don't roll with Derek Carr moving forward, right? I mean, it's it's over for Derek Carr at the Raiders. He's been a good Raider. He has had a nice run with them. Uh, I think people like him there, but the fact is, you know, it's a business, and when you're making $40 million a year and you're not winning enough games, it's time for the team to go in a different direction. But here's the problem you're going to have. Derek Carr is a good quarterback. He's not great. Do you know how hard it is to find a good quarterback even in the NFL right now? That's why Jimmy Garoppolo is going to make some money as well this offseason. Because being a good quarterback is good. Lamar Jackson. Yeah, good luck with that. Enjoy that. Enjoy a guy whose injury concerns will be highlighted even more. I want to thank Mike Pritchard, lead NFL analyst at VEASAN, joining us in Hour 1. David Ubin, National College Football Writer for The Athletic in Hour 2. And moments ago, Bob Nightingale, USA Today Sports, Major League Baseball comms. Again, Happy New Year to everybody. That is, of course, coming up this weekend. Enjoy the unbelievable amounts of sports coming up as well. I'm Dan Schwartzman. Always fun filling in for Rich. You're tuned in to The Rich Eisen Show.